The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Nico here with The Wooden Spoon, and this is another episode of The Sit Down, and I'm joined by singer-songwriter Jackie Nesse. We got the name pronounced the right way. It's not Jackie Nese, everybody. <laughs> Pronounce it the right way, the Italian way. <laughs> How are you guys? Good. How about you? What's going on? Not too much. You know, I'm just trying to stay out of... Uh everything pretty much stay home as much as I can and um I actually I gave myself my own little home studio so that I would force That's myself awesome. to nice stay setup. Home. yeah it's my first home studio and I like I saved up like every penny I had last year and I was like this is what I'm gonna do and um now I have it and it's like my best friend so <laughs> it's the way to do it. I mean because I know for me at least I get creative sometimes and it's like one in the morning and then it's like I have to like at least write this down I have a whiteboard it's like right here so I like just jot down ideas at all hours of the night too I love that I do the same thing like right before I'm about to fall asleep like I'll literally be about to be unconscious and my mind will be like this is a great idea and I'm like I have to get up and write it down like (laughs) I think that's like the best time to be creative though is kind of in the middle of the night when you're I think so I think so for sure I know I've got clients of mine that they're blowing my phone up at like five six in the morning granted they don't expect a response right away but it's like I work like solid business hours. Like I'll go like 10 to five and then I'll extend it later at night. Cause that's when like, I feel the most productive is at night. Totally. I totally feel that. <laughs> yeah. So how's it going? How's your new year been? How was your 2020? I'm sure it was heck. I'm sure hectic like all of us. Oh my gosh. It really was. I went into 2020 with like a complete business plan. Like I was ready to release all of my music that I worked on for almost like two years. Everything was set up. I had like I had everything set up and I really thought, I I really thought it was going to be like the best year ever. (laughs) And then the pandemic happened and everything fell through. And um, it was like very disappointing, obviously, because there was a lot of unknown, um, but it actually ended up being a really great time to kind of write and make my own music and like work on myself. And it, it became a very nice time in the beginning of it when we were all, you know, deep in the quarantine. Um, and then, um, I just, I started building everything back up and towards the end of the year, I think October 30th, I released uh, my first single, um, titled Roses. Awesome. I did listen uh, to it. It was very, very good. I liked that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And, um, I put a music video out with it too in uh, November and the music video was actually very, um, I tried to hint at like the old school Italian, like, mm-hmm poker game in the back of the room or something and um I had my dad in it who's like very very Italian and I was like you have to sit at this poker game like you okay. have to be at the table now, I saw that and just like I, I don't know I, th- I have a very like business mindset with things and that looked like so comp like it looked like it came out amazing by the way I'm not discrediting it at all it came out Thank awesome you. but that Thank looks you. like it had so many like headaches and just so there was so much going on so like that was like it was awesome that because it came out amazing 
Thank you so much. That was a crazy process getting the music video together because I I don't have a manager right now. You know, the whole music video was my concept with um, the director, wow. Nick Tarana, and um, we put it all together. And I knew everyone in the music video was either like my voice teacher, my boss from my, you know, nine to five job I have, my dad, um, like some of my friends from college and like, um, some of the girls who dance with me when I perform, like everyone in the music video was someone I knew. And um, mm -hmm. it actually felt 10 times more special to do it that way because I don't know, it was so, the energy in the room was great. And we had six hours to film. That's we it? All of that in six that hours. It looks like it, it took months. <laughs> it, it really, like I look back at the music video and I'm like, how did we do that? It was, I think I got home and like cried because I was like so overwhelmed. I and then I, I really thought we didn't get enough. I was like, I don't think we got the right shots and you know, and then I went to um, the director's house the next day and we were like, we have so much film. Like we had so much, um, but it was so much fun. And I'm so glad I got to do it that way. Um, oh yeah, I had like my cousin in the video. Like there mm. were so many, it was just all family and friends. It's a family it, affair for sure. <laughs> yes, and it felt so special. I'm so glad that that was one of my first music videos of this project. I, I can't I can't even imagine, cause like I do, a, like when I'm shooting in person, it's just like one camera, it's my iPhone. I'm gonna be totally honest, it's iPhone <laughs> and lav mics. And I get, I freak out like automatic. I have to bring friends with me now just to make sure like it's recording and the sound's picking up. Cause like I freak out like that. I can't even imagine having like, a bunch of people, a multi cameras, audio, like. It's definitely a lot. Nuts. I'm very grateful to have a great team though, because I mean, my director, Nick, like really knows what he's doing and he's he's wonderful to work with. So that's definitely helpful on that side. De the filming side of it kind of gets intimidating sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's a little like, even with the phone, putting the phone up there and getting the right, whatever it is you need is sometimes just very intimidating <laughs> oh for sure for sure i spend freaking hours on tiktok sometimes and <laughs> they get like <laughs> 10 views <laughs> it's like great isn't that crazy how it's like the tiktoks you work the hardest on like don't really do that well and then the tiktoks mm -hmm. you made in like 30 seconds are always oh, yeah. like it, it's always like that it's crazy. nuts but let's take it back to like i guess like the beginning like your origin story for like somebody who has like no idea who you are like what is like like you're growing up, like how you got into music and everything like that? Yeah, so, well, I'm an Italian American. My dad is an immigrant from Italy. Um, so your first generation. He, yes, um, awesome. he is one of 10 siblings. Wow. There were seven boys and three girls um, and all their names are beautiful. It's like Margarita, Lorenzo, Francesco, Pasquale. My dad's name uh, was Giacomo. Like they're very- I love this, it's my favorite. It's my favorite <laughs> old school it? name. I love, you know, growing up, I never heard names like that. And I, I was always like, dad, why is your name so like <laughs> official? Yeah, I said the, <laughs> I used to say the same thing. Um, my, um, my no-no's name was Pasquale. So I used to like have that same mindset. Yeah, you're like, you sound like, you sound like a famous person or something. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I am, I am. Um, but yeah, so he, he was um, from Italy, from a little town called Joy near Napoli, Italy. Oh, so sweet. Yeah, and um, so yeah, I grew up very um, old school Italian, let's say. And um, I, don't, I don't even remember how I got into music. It was always something 
I actually had like a social anxiety growing up, like when I was like two years old, which is shocking because now I like don't stop talking. <laughs> but I literally would, I being in like school, I would shake. Like I was so scared of the teacher. I was so scared of the people in my class. And I'd get home and I'd last the radio and I just danced throughout my living room. And it was like almost like a place to release myself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, my mom used to be an opera singer when she was younger. So I wow. think she kind of heard that I was always, like on the right key and like I would pick up lyrics so quickly I could hear a song once and just like repeat it mm -hmm. um and I just I just loved it like it felt so music felt so great to me as a kid I don't know how to even explain that it was just like that was like my my thing um then I started in theater and I did uh dance classes and singing lessons and acting classes and I went to college for theater as well and oh, um cool my senior year of high school, I auditioned for American Idol. And yeah. um, that was- So you were, a, you were a senior in high school and you did that? Yeah. See, that's yeah. like almost more intimidating because like the, the year like from senior year to like freshman year in college, there's like so much, like that's such like a big transition. So to like do it your senior year, like it's almost more, I feel like way more pressure to do it while you're still in high school, right? Yeah, I think also I honestly didn't expect to get through. Like I really, I really went in with the mindset, like this will be a really cool experience. That's really okay. how I thought of it. And I think that actually helped me out because I didn't put too much pressure on myself. Like I wasn't like, you have to be the next American. Like that would have mm -hmm. been awesome. But I was like, I'm just gonna go and show up and be me and have a good time. And I think that just worked, I guess. That's but awesome. I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, I knew nothing. Like I look <laughs> at the videos, I'm like, it's so funny how much you learn in a couple of years, you know? Um, but that was my one big moment where I was like, I really wanna make my own music and like be my own artist and tell my story and, you know, do what music has done for me my whole life. Like I could be in, a, in the worst mood and put on like, a Michael Jackson song or something and I'm like what was I upset about you know like it and it's <laughs> nice, just yeah. I love that and I just if I can do that for other people through my music that's just like all I'd ever want to do that's it feels so special it. yeah that's awesome let's, let's go back I want to kind of talk about that because like for someone like that's such like, a big deal American Idol like we've watched it I mean I think we're about the same age like since we were little just like watching the auditions, watching people like kind of almost get embarrassed on TV, then watching like sad stories. So like, what was that whole process like kind of from start to finish? Do you like walk, like, well, kind of walk me through it. Like, how do you like audition to audition almost? Cause I know that there's a lot of screening and producers and all yeah. that. There's like, there's a couple of auditions for the producers first, mm -hmm. um, but those lines they show you, like thousands of people waiting online. I waited on those lines um, wow. on Long Island at the Nassau Coliseum okay. with my mom at like four in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it really like, it took hours and they have you sitting in an arena and it looks like you're all about to watch a sports game or something. That's how many mm -hmm. people are there. Wow. And there's just these booths and you sing for the producers and it's either yes or no. And then they kind of accept you to go on to audition for the celebrity judges. Um, and I had J-Lo, Harry Connick Jr., Keith Urban, and Adam Lambert as a guest judge, which was Wow, so what cool. a lineup. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It really was. Um, and yeah, so I did the first audition for them. And there was a lot of filming um, on the downtime and throughout the whole day. 
Um, and Ryan Seacrest is like the coolest person I have to say, like really? even when the cameras were off, he'd come, he'd come around, he'd sit down with me and my family and just have conversation. And like, he was, he was so cool. That's so cool. I kind of, I, I don't have a Ryan Seacrest story. I went to Kelly and Ryan one time and like, ev- like after each commercial break, he's, he runs to the crowd and he talks to like as many people as he can. Really? Yeah. He is like, it seems like a really super nice guy. Yeah, that's like exactly what he did. I mean, I'd turn around and he was just like hanging out with people, just like talking and he was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I am, I'm trying to think like, so I auditioned for the celebrity judges. Um, I got a golden ticket and went to yes. Hollywood. And mm-hmm. because I was 17, I was a minor. So my mom had to come. <laughs> <laughs> So we went together and um, I got through two rounds or I got through the first round and then the group rounds, I got eliminated. Yeah. And that was a crazy process. Like, I, I feel know. like I didn't even capture the craziness enough. I on can imagine. But still like, even like getting through that part, it's like you got through like more than 99, probably 0.9% of people like ever will. So it's a, a big accomplishment. When I was thinking about the thousands of people who have auditioned and made it through i mean i was about like it wasn't like an official number but i'd say around like top 70 top 60 left Mm -hmm. before they made the top 24 so i felt so great to even have that be part of my journey you know Mm -hmm. um and i think the coolest thing about american idol for me was meeting so many artists from all over the country and just like hearing their stories and how they got into music and their passions and at night when um they had like practice rooms Mm -hmm. everyone would just be sitting around and jamming and singing together and like it was just I feel like camp rock yes (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what it was like um (laughs) that's a funny yeah that's exactly what it was like um it was just kind of I feel like I grew as an artist after my idol journey because I left being like, oh, okay. I think I know what I what I need to work on, what I need to do. And um, I was just, I was like so upset I got eliminated, but I was also just like so grateful that that was part of my journey and that I had all those experiences. Because when I talk about it, I feel like I'm, I'm like lying. I'm like, did that actually happen? Uh, like, it feels so, so not cool. real. Yeah, so I'm just so grateful. It's part of my story and I had that experience. Mm-hmm. so what like what happened like kind of like right after American Idol then did you did you have like a little bit uh you got a little bit of like not to say like like fame fame but like you got like a, I'm sure a lot more recognition especially in like the local area and everything like that yeah definitely local um which was so cool because my town was so supportive and people from surrounding towns and I'd go places and people would be like well you were just you know and like that was kind of cool <laughs> for a little while and um yeah I mean I still have moments where I meet people and they're like I recognize you from (laughs) something and and I'm always like oh I probably just look like someone and they're like no (laughs) you know sometimes I have those moments um that's so cool yeah that was right after that I opened for Constantine Maroulis who was on American Idol um I think like season four or five okay yeah, and um, I opened for him at one of the um, New Jersey Meadowland State Fair. Oh, so cool. Um, yeah, and like I had none of my own music. I went up singing cover songs and like the music shut off on me. It was a nightmare of a performance. <laughs> and I just was like, wow, it really can't get any worse than this. Like, 
But then one of the record producers who were who was there um, was like, oh, I hate when that happens, you know? And I was like, well, that's actually the first time I've ever done something like that. I've never really, you know, put on a concert myself. And, you know, I grew up in theater, so I've been on stage, but and he was like, wow, you never, that's never like happened before. And I was like, no, he's like, you handled that really professionally. And wow. And he's like, here's my card. And like, I actually, from failing and dealing with it the way I did actually excelled my career, mm. which was so interesting because you like in my, in my head, I was like, this is it. This is never going to happen. <laughs> and it was funny because actually the complete opposite happened. You know, someone was pleased with how I handled failure in front of a bunch of people mm -hmm. <laughs> and um that's kind of where it started and I started making music and um networking in the business and I just yeah and now I'm really so really like before American Idol you never really did anything like just singing wise you were just mainly theater mainly theater I think I always wanted to be a recording artist but it was mm -hmm. such a like where do you even start? How do you even get into that? And I really just overall love performing and theater is so fulfilling to me. So I was just like, so okay with just theater. And I think once I kind of like dipped my toes in like the American Idol thing, I was like, wow, I really want to discover who I am as an artist and like what I have to say. And, you know, I think I got into a place where I was like, I really want to make my own music and like share that with people. Awesome. Awesome. So like you said, like, it's like, you always try to see like, where do I start? Where do I start? So what advice would you give to somebody who does like want to start and doesn't know like the first thing to do? It's so hard because there's no like formula to the music mm -hmm. business. And I really wish there was, um, but I'd say really discover like why you want to do it make sure that's like really in place um and who inspires you like you know i grew up listening to like louis prima and like all that like old school jazz italian mm -hmm. music like i want to incorporate that in my music now like i think thinking about like what kind of what do you want to say like what kind of energy or music do you want to put out i think is like the very first step is really like establishing like what kind of artist you want to be um, and I'd say just writing every day. I write a song every night before I go to sleep, even if it's the wow. worst song ever, <laughs> just something like just getting in the habit of doing something I think is really great and just working really hard at it. Consistency is key. It sounds like. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. I know. Cause I mean, even I had a friend who was into music a little bit and we like did like local showcases around like Buffalo, New York. So we would have like a local showcase just to like give people who really didn't know where to start, like kind of just like a little bit of a platform, like a like hundred people like in the audience, okay. which was still like a lot for a ton of people. So Absolutely. it's cool to like explore like your local area first, start local network, like you were saying, and really try to grow that way and be on social media. That always helps too. I'll yeah. always recommend that. TikTok is really helping people right now. <laughs> and I don't know if you know him, um, a friend of mine, Austin Georgia, who's been on the show, he was on The Voice and- Yes. Yeah, I, I should put you guys in contact. You guys should do a song together. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I came across one of his videos before he was even on The Voice. And I was oh, like, really? his voice is just beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's so funny. Oh I could gosh. definitely put you guys in contact for sure. Oh, sure. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. No, he's, he's like, he's like the absolute, like best all around, like human being you would ever want to meet too. That's awesome. I love Austin. <laughs> wow. Good for him. I think he did really well on the show, right? 
he got really high up, I think around the top 10 on The Voice that season. Wow. So yeah, now, and then like, it's funny, we, we met just at an Italian festival. It's just so funny. That's so funny. And Have you ever done anything like that? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, I was gonna ask, that's in your area? Yeah, we met, I'm in Buffalo, so he came to the Buffalo Italian Festival. He's from a town over in Rochester, so he's only like an hour away. And then it turns out we connected, and then he was going to certain Italian festivals, so I would go to those Italian festivals, and we'd meet up and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, but do you do anything like that, like sing at like Italian festivals? Because I think that'd be a, a fun way to... Get That's out a there really and... good idea. There's a lot of like, like um, Hoboken, New Jersey does an Italian festival every, I believe it's every year. And then one in New York. Um, and I was thinking about it. I've done little festivals like the Madeline State Fair and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because of the pandemic, I haven't really been able to grab onto anything. But when things are, you know, in a better spot, I would love to do that. That'd be so fun. I think those are the best. They have the best vibes. Oh my God, they're, they're such a blast. I love doing yeah. them too. I, I was only, I was selling just like shirts and flags and stuff for a year. And it was like the first year I got into it. I was like getting so excited, like 2020, we're going to go to 15, 20 festivals all on the yeah. East Coast. And then we just got, nope, shut down. Nothing, yeah. Everyone had such big plans for 2020. It's so sad. <laughs> it was so I was scrolling on my Instagram the other day and I saw a post like from like January 1st, 2020 with like pictures of 2019. And 2019 was like, one of the best years of my life. I had such a blast, met so many great people, like started the wooden spoon, like everything in 2019. And I said, can't wait for 2020. And I should like, I think I might just go back and repost it now and just get a good laugh. Yeah, it's so funny. I feel like New Year's, everyone was like, oh, 2020 vision, like, you know, it's gonna be great. (laughs) And we really didn't know what was coming, but. I know. I think, I think something really good will come from this time I hope I feel like it just has to something a lot of people are making a lot of money in 2021 already it seems like oh really (laughs) yeah betting on GameStop and oh my gosh I saw that (laughs) I saw that I saw that on TikTok actually that's like a huge trend on TikTok yeah I actually have a little funny story I guess um back to like TikToks and stocks and all this last year there was a company that was going public and it turns out we found it from a TikTok a friend of mine my friend put $5,000 into the stock and he made $9,000 in a week profit. It was insane. Just off of TikTok. It's so crazy. Just like how you find a a literal TikTok made him $9,000. Oh my gosh. That's insane. It was Nikola Motors. It was supposed to be the next Tesla as people, people were calling it. Really? It was funny. That seems like the move this year. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody get on TikTok, start buying Dogecoin. This is not financial advice, by the way. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> no financial advice, but it, it seems like it's working. So yeah. you definitely For try enter- entertainment, entertainment purposes only. Yes. <laughs> so what's, uh, what are your plans for 2021? I know we probably, should, I don't know about talking about plans because we don't even know what's going on in the world, but what would you like to do in 2021? Uh, I hope concerts reopen. I don't know if that'll happen, but I, I miss live performances more than anything. Um, I will be releasing a lot of music this year. I think that's really what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to try to do some music videos as long as everything is safe and, you know, abides by guidelines. But um, I think I'm just going to release a lot of my music. I'm going to make a lot of music in my uh, little bedroom studio. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the goal for right now. Um, it's so hard because, you know, normally in the beginning of a year, you plan, you know, what you want to get done this year. But I 
really have no idea what this year is going to be like. So mm-hmm. I'm just really focusing on like making as much music as I can and just being prepared for whatever happens. Awesome. That's, I think that's the best outlook to have, especially for this year. Yeah. Do you have any goals? I know this is like an interview, but I'm... <laughs> no, no, for sure. It's it's funny. I really actually enjoy when people start asking me the questions. I feel like I'm always I like, talking. I'm like not asking you questions. <laughs> no, you're the guest. You're the guest. But um, for me, I guess I own a social media marketing business. So I help uh, businesses, restaurants, stuff like that, um, grow their business, make more money using Facebook ads, Instagram ads, things like that. So I signed a bunch of new clients already in 2021. So really just looking to help them grow, get more clients. If uh, festivals happen, I would absolutely love to do festivals. And I have a big announcement on Monday, whoever's listening. So once Monday's February 1st, my, this, the wooden spoon store right now is under construction, but it'll be up February 1st with a, a new item that I think a lot of people are going to like. And I'll show you actually right after we stop recording. I'd love to see. That's yeah. Awesome. So I have some things in the work. Hopefully we can, I, I would love to get back to the festivals. I had so much fun doing it. Met so many cool people. Um, sure. Made a little bit of money, which is always fun. Yeah, it's just a good time overall. For sure, for sure. That's wonderful. Oh, before I forget, I always forget. I do. I'll ask my Instagram story like, "What are some questions that everybody has?" And I always forget to do it, and I wrote it down <laughs> this time. And okay. of course, only one person responded to the Instagram story this time. But um, funniest wooden spoon stories. If you have any experiences with the wooden spoon. I don't have any with the wooden spoon, um, but I have a lot of my dad, like, like, are you asking like the like old school Italian, like, yeah, I mean, um, if you've ever gotten hit with a wooden spoon or have any funny stories about that, that was a question. Let me see who asked it from, to- I don't know how to say his, say his Instagram handle, T-O-P-H-C-U-S. I have one story, but it kind of sounds super violent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So my dad is very old school Italian, like respect in my family is a huge thing as it should be. A lot of Um, people I'm sure could relate. Yeah. And you know, cursing, cursing in front of my dad was not allowed, but cursing in general or to my parents was just, Oh my God. Like, I can't, like, sometimes I see things of like kids our age, like saying things to their parents. And I actually like, I'm like, Oh my God, if I ever said that. I I, have countless accounts of that, of being at my friend's house and yelling at their mom, like, Oh dude, you're going to (laughs) die. That's literally how I would think of it too. I, I think I was like bickering to my mom. Like I would really use the word bickering. There was no yelling. I probably had attitude in my voice for sure. I think I said something like, I don't care. Like, I think that's as bad as my, my, (laughs) my spoke. Like, I don't even know. My dad from the other room took the remote and threw it at me, like at my face. And I ducked, it hit our wall. There's a dent in our wall still. That's a nice little memory. And I looked at him and I was like, oh my God. He was like, don't you ever talk to your mother like that? How dare you? The lack of respect. And like, just, and I was like, you just threw a remote at my face. Like all I said was, I really, I said, I don't care. And that's enough. And the right tone, um, what what was I going to say? Nonverbal, language is 93% nonverbal. So it must have been the tone. (laughs) Yes, I was said anything. That was, I think, the last time. Everything now is okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's that's good. Yes, <laughs> like, yes ma'am. There, yes, there's sir. There's no talking back. Like, that would be. I I, I would know. have nightmares about things like that. 
but Get, that's my I like got... to wooden story i hope no one calls dyphus i'm fine and you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i've got plenty of stuff thrown at me before shoes remotes spoons yes. yeah Lots of stuff. i was always fast way faster than my parents so they would just have to just throw shit, throw shit at me oh my gosh you know what my noni used to do this is my dad's mom mm-hmm. um she had 10 kids so anytime someone did something wrong she would never get them in the moment because like you said they were fast they'd run whatever mm-hmm. And she would just, she would let it go by. And then like three months would pass and they'd walk past <laughs> her and she'd like smack on the back of the head with like a pot. And they'd be like, oh my God, what was that for? She's like, you thought I forgot. I know what you did three months ago. Know, like, That's the most you, old school thing I've ever heard. Yes, it was very, whenever my dad would tell the stories, I was like, that is so funny. She mm. really would remember and be like, I'm going to get you in like three oh, weeks. Oh yeah. These old school people, they don't forget. Oh, they don't. (laughs) I know my dad forgets my friend's names, but we won't forget somebody who like flipped him off 30 years ago. (laughs) Oh my gosh. My dad never remembered my birthday. Not mine or my sister's. He'd be like, I don't know. It's it's somewhere in the beginning of the year, right? <laughs> like I have text messages. He's like, oh, I need your birthday for information. What year? I'm like, dad, you oh, were there. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll literally remember when someone like screwed him over like 20 years ago. Oh yeah. Great. That's hilarious. Well, yeah. Jackie, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, I, I've had a blast. It was so cool getting to know you and um, let everybody know where they could find your music, follow you, everything. Let them know. Yeah, my name is Jackie Nice or an essay. Um, it's um, just Jackie.Nice on Instagram. I'm on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, TikTok, all of those, all those apps under the Make same sure name. Follow her everywhere. <laughs> just all of them. awesome awesome well thank you for coming on and thank everybody for listening be sure to subscribe leave a review wherever you're listening to this and stay tuned to the wooden spoon media instagram for a big announcement monday february 1st all right we'll see everybody in the next episode ciao shopping day. <laughs> oh, hello, Mr. Cashier. Hello, Mrs. Card Pusher. Hello. How are you doing today? Let's see what the old wife put on the uh, the shopping list today. Let's see what. Um, let's see. Number one, we got a uh, Chris Hamsworth. Oh, that doesn't seem right. I don't. I don't think those they sell those here. Uh must be some kind of mistake. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Chris Evans. Oh boy. This is her celebrity crush list. Awkward. Don't be like this, husband and wife. There's only one place where a list like that belongs, and that's the Eat Sleep List podcast. You can hear us every Friday on BICBP-radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.